0: Come in, damn it. You're sure a punctual bastard. Welcome to the podcast at Orgy Castle. Sit back, darling, and enjoy with your hosts, Derek and Paula.
1: Orgy the Dead. Oh, fuck. Such, such a wonderful piece of cinema.
0: Is it now? <laughs> Just asking. I mean, what exactly Derek makes Orgy of the Dead? Uh, An amazing piece of cinema. I'm just curious. Oh, Paula. Paula, Paula, Paula. Oh, Derek, 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 Derek. Derek.
1: Okay, so confession time.
0: Oh, (laughs) podcast at Orgy Castle (laughs) Confessions.
1: Do we have confession music to play in the background? What would be confession music?
0: Uh, careless Whisper. <laughs> Just boo doo 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 And I'm never going to dance again. Derek, tell me your deepest, darkest conviction. So I
1: was talking with someone recently about, because this was coming up on the podcast, and I've done this on Astro Radio Z before, episode number 100. We did a commentary track for Orgy of the Dead. And In that episode, I I talked about same with this other person. Uh Orgy of the Dead is perhaps one of the first sexploitation films I ever saw growing up. Uh I when I was about 12, 13 years old, I went over to my bud Jeremy's for a sleepover. Mm -hmm. And his mom, his dad was never around and we always hung out with his mom and she would take us to the video store and we went to Blockbuster Video one night and she's like Derek you can choose whatever you want <laughs> we can picked out two yes? we picked two movies that night the undertaker and his pals and orgy of the dead <laughs> and i just remember us sitting there like what the
0: fuck are we watching yeah that's a pretty good response to have to this had you ever seen anything Ed Wood before
1: I didn't know what Ed Wood was
0: so this is your first exposure to Ed Wood okay
1: yeah 12 13 years old I have no concept that there are directors I have no concept that people actually made these movies at that age you kind of just figure someone turns a camera on and shit happens Okay. You don't know what an editor is. You don't know what a, a choreographer is, a cinematographer. Yeah, this well, movie did. didn't
0: know what a choreographer was either.
1: Yeah, exactly. Neither did anyone that made Orgy of the Dead.
0: Yeah, not at all. <laughs> but over the years,
1: for some reason, this movie has just stuck around for me. I, I bought the soundtrack separately. Rhino released it many years ago. And I think it was the soundtrack listening to... The dialogue in the music without the visuals solidified something about this movie that just, like, struck a chord deep in my psyche where I was just like, I absolutely fucking love this. Wow.
0: (laughs) Now, the soundtrack reminded me of going to Furs Cafeteria with my dad when I was, like, seven, and there was a piano player who played all these songs and he would go and sit and talk to the piano player and we just all be sitting there for like 2 hours like literally waiting for <laughs> dad to stop talking to the fucking piano player while they played music like this so that's kind of what it reminded me of and made me crave mashed potatoes and gravy so what do you think?
1: <laughs> Did you ever have somebody lazily shaking their boobs while eating mashed potatoes and gravy? No <laughs> so are you telling me this is the first time you've ever seen orgy of the dead
0: it is it is the first time i've ever seen orgy of the dead when you told me we were doing this movie i thought it was something else completely i thought it was a more of ai i i can't remember which movie i thought it was but it was definitely more along the lines of terror at orgy castle so that's that's where i thought that this was i did not realize that this was an ed wood film taught by ted v shot by ted v michaels yep yeah so- yeah. yeah, it
1: was, I think, way back in the 90s when they did a lot of video releases of this, they touted it as, quote-unquote, an Ed Wood movie. When ser- all reality, he just kind of wrote the, quote-unquote, story.
0: There was a story?
1: There's an actual novel of Orgy of the Dead.
0: Shut the fuck up.
1: You can look it up on the Googles. Uh. I've never read it because I, can Im- I can't imagine what would be in that book. mm because, Paula, how would you describe the plot of Orgy of the Dead? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, God. I'd say Bat Pussy looks like Casablanca in comparison. Um, well. No, come
1: on. That's not fair. That's it's, not fair.
0: I, it's subjective, bitch. That's all there is to it. That's not um, fair. It's enough. completely subjective. <laughs> um, okay. So there's this couple. And they go driving and the girl gets freaked out by the guy's driving and says, turn around, turn around. And so he does. And She's like, you're going too fast. You're going too fast. And so he goes over a cliff. And then <laughs> they're, on, they're on the ground, like you do. And then they're on the ground <laughs> and they land in the cemetery. And there's Dollar Tree fucking vampira. And vampire is already Dollar Tree Elvira. And uh, fucking, okay, okay, okay. Who the fuck is Criswell?
1: Okay. Criswell. At the time in the fifties and sixties, was a TV personality that was kind of like Nostradamus. Okay. He would go, he would go on uh, television shows and predict the future.
0: Okay,
1: and he was one of the cast of many miscreants that Ed Wood habitually put in his movies. Most notably, Plan Nine from Outer Space. He's the person that opens Plan Nine, where it says Criswell predicts. Okay. And that was his gimmick when he would go on to TVs. So obviously at this point, well past the days when Edward was making the notable movies that we all know him for, like Glenn or Glenda and plan nine and night of the ghouls and all that stuff. This is full bore alcoholism stages okay. of these people. And right from the beginning, Criswell opens this one up, not unlike night of the ghouls or like plan nine, where he's speaking quote unquote to camera. You can obviously see he's reading a cue card right below the camera <laughs> the entire time. Yeah,
0: reading in cursive, yeah.
1: <laughs> and he is the narrator slash lord of the underworld of this movie.
0: Yeah, with that comb over under and around. How could you not be lord of the fucking underworld? Oh my god. <laughs> fucking hell
1: (laughs) so as you were saying
0: (laughs) these people
1: wind up in this ritual that happens once every lunar cycle where criswell the lord of the damned comes up to judge dancers (laughs) and whether or not they they will be (laughs) they will be subjected to the afterlife or will they live in eternal damnation.
0: Yeah. So, basically, what we've got is a bunch of women dancing in a graveyard while Dollar Tree vampire and Criswell look on. And occasionally, there were some dudes with stripy skirts. That's... <laughs> and... Yeah.
1: You can't forget. You can't forget. Criswell's henchmen are the Wolfman and the Mummy.
0: Oh, Yeah, those guys who had very, very bit parts and came in every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this was... um, Because I'm not a 13-year-old boy.
1: (laughs) Neither am I anymore. Well,
0: But you were. And apparently this still tugs at some nutsack strings that you had at that point. There's no nutsack life. that
1: was ever tugged to this movie because this is perhaps the most lazy and boring of sexploitation movies yeah, ever made.
0: But I mean, like like I said, I haven't been this bored looking at boobs since showgirls. <laughs> it was I mean, I, I should be like, oh, my God, because I mean, I love boobs. I love beautiful women. I love their beautiful bodies. I love boobs. And I was just like, really? This is it this so someone needs to bust big shim in here and like like make some kind of drama where's baby like masturbating on the bed with her fucking christmas tree glow boobs i mean it was just it was it was pretty and it was stylistic and it was all set in that graveyard was that graveyard the same one from night of the ghouls or plan nine
1: probably yes
0: okay yeah but it was just i was bored shitless <laughs> What
1: I got to ask you, because you did say that this was stylistic. What was stylistic about this movie?
0: Well, I mean, just like when you watch a Tim Burton movie and everything's very I mean, it, it was done on an indoor set that was obviously built for this or at least five other Ed Wood films that were made. And so, the you know, the, the stylistic nature of it, the girl with the very shocking red hair and her her tight white shirt and skirt. And it was it was very much of its time and very it was very stylized. It was. um it had a look. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It, it, it had a look to it. Um, the women who danced all had really amazing costumes that were in similar color schemes. A lot of cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> like with the first one and the little sneakers and the little uh, headband who was doing a, allegedly a, a Native American type thing. But, I mean, it was very stylized in that it was it in, shot inside on a set and everything had a very distinctive look to it. And I like that because I love, like, German expressionism and, uh, you know, the 1970s, 60s and 70s Italian porno films that I did. was just, it bored me. It really was just very boring to me because it was just, you know, every time the, the they go back from a dance scene and there'd be Criswell talking to... Uh, dollar tree vampira and be like oh no wait there's time for one more and then i'd see you go down and check how much time we had left in the movie and it's like oh my god we're only
1: halfway <laughs> the funny thing was, it wasn't me checking on time because of the nature of how we had to broadcast this thing. Whenever I move my mouse, it would b- just do that.
0: Okay, well, that's that's what it that's what it looked like. And to me, I was like, "How much longer do we have?" Oh my fuck! We still got like the entire half second half of the movie <laughs> to go, and there wasn't a plot. Like these people land in the graveyard or wherever, and they go and they tie them up to stakes, and then they're forced, as we are. <laughs> to watch these women dance for their entry into hell? Yes. And the only time that it was any different than any other where one didn't just appear and then disappear into the mist was when that one woman was showered with gold and then turned to gold. Yes. And then you're back to the same thing. And so it was just this, this, this you know, lather, rinse, repeat cycle of women coming out of the mist, women dancing, women going back into the mist. And like I said, not that they weren't beautiful. They were, but it was just boring.
1: Well, it it is mixed up with Criswell, little bits of Criswell, drunkenly, barely able to sit up on his own, spouting off lines of dialogue in a way only a man that had drank three handles of wild turkey could do.
0: And has absolutely no interest
1: in women. (laughs) Has absolutely no interest in actually, like, speaking to anyone. His yeah. primary interest is perhaps passing out in a pool of his own vomit.
0: Yeah, I feel him on that. <laughs> Especially after this fucking movie.
1: So so the way I would describe, um, I mean, the way you react to this movie is perhaps the correct way to react to the watching <laughs> this I'm movie so for the first correct. time.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> because it is perhaps one of the most boring nude movies ever made. But there's something extremely hypnotizing about this. Once you get into a crowd of people that start watching, you start talking, it becomes a party movie because it's so shitty. People, some people like Troll 2, some people like The Room, some people like Neil Breen movies. And then there's those of us that like Orgy of the Dead.
0: No, I'm, I'm <laughs> into all of those and I get what you're talking about. And I had a really good time in in the fucking chat room talking about this. but. At the same time, I was just it was just the same thing over and over and over again. I was waiting for some sort of disembodied, poorly CGI tiger to show up and somebody to hack into the government secrets, you know?
1: No, there's no government secrets. No, there's no CGI. just dancing
0: there's- in a fucking graveyard. And they were lovely, but it was not, it was, it was an hour and a half of that.
1: I would say, folks, if you like burlesque routines, this yeah. is like watching the chinciest burlesque oh, show. They were the worst they, These
0: women were like, it was like watching chickens dance in a barnyard. <laughs>
1: well, that, uh, it's obvious that the uh, music was put on well after the fact, and these people weren't dancing to what's being the played. The music
0: was the music, but the way these women danced, regardless of what was playing for them, basically made them look like they were pecking for fucking corn on the ground. None of, none <laughs> of them were particularly graceful or i mean I, i'm trying to figure out which club on the sunset strip was dark that night because he just went in and swooped up all the dancers and he was like here's 20 bucks pack like a fucking chicken and they were like got it you know and that, that this is, one's
1: passed out on the bar yeah let's grab her this one's swaying in the alleyway let's get her
0: yeah the the, the dancing <laughs> was not graceful or sexy or erotic in any way The the chick with the with the with the swinging the, with the swinging titties uh oh. the i mean bride? yes the bride it was like that's the least sexy thing i think i've ever seen in my entire life yes. and again please let me reiterate i love naked women i really fucking do and this was just like this left me cold <laughs> i i was like i don't i don't want any of this i don't what this is this is like if some woman came up in front of me at a bar and was dancing in front of me like this i'd start laughing if if
1: I met somebody who freely admitted they masturbated to this movie, I don't know if I could contain myself with laughter. <laughs> I, I don't know how you would ever like remotely get aroused by this movie.
0: No, it is the opposite of sexy.
1: <laughs> so if you were to like I know this is going to be very difficult for you, Bob. What
0: what? Kick down.
1: If there was one dance that you would pick as your favorite, what would that be?
0: I think it was probably and not for any like oh my god it was so amazing reason, but for thoroughly perverse reasons, the titty shaker with the skeleton, <laughs> just because it was so fucking ludicrous. I can't I can't honestly pick one out. I did not find any of these to be sexy or attractive or anything that I would be like oh my god I got to go back and I got to watch that again. It was like just no, just just no, and that sucks when you're like you're given this buffet of beautiful women to look at. And you're just kind of like. Oh, is that all there is, really? That's it. Yep. That's it. That's all that these people who made this movie could come up with. Yep. That's that's it. Like yep. like you're like oh my god, I have this. I literally have a stable full of beautiful women, and this is how I'm going to showcase them. Yes. They could learn something from Tinto Brass.
1: <laughs> this was obviously shot in an afternoon. Ah,
0: oh, <laughs> did you think a full afternoon? I'm getting like two to five. <laughs> That's what the sunlight during the car driving scene told me. They were somewhere between two and five in the afternoon in between shifts because, you know, they had money to fucking make.
1: Yeah, Classic Ed Wood hijinks where it switches between shots from day to night to stock footage of a random rattlesnake. To-
0: <laughs> oh, the random rattlesnake. Yes. The, the, the one time that popped in. Yeah.
1: This is – the first time I saw this, I re, I remember being shocked because at that point, I had never experienced a level of cheapness like this before in my life where you –
0: This is a level of cheapness most people have never experienced, yeah.
1: Well, it's not a level of cheapness most people would accept. Mm-mm. Where I think most people would turn this on and turn it off within the first five minutes alone because we're treated to – after Criswell does his immortal – Intro monologue and the opening credits. We're treated to these two people that are driving in this car, and shot to shot, it goes from day to dusk to night to day to dusk to night to night to day to between every single shot to a shot of them supposedly driving, sitting in a parked car, and it's supposed to be them driving because we hear the sounds of a car driving, and it's just a, a set that's just completely dressed black. It is. So bargain basement.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So. And I like bargain basement. I do. I love what see, seeing, what people can do with no money. Right. Like they were like, yeah. Um, and so that, that pleases me, but this did
1: not. Oh my God. It is. Did, are you a fan of Edward? Yeah. So the dialogue is all classic
0: Edward. It just didn't have, it, it, it just, it, it was boring. I love plan nine. I love Night of the ghouls. Those are fun. This was just chicks dancing in costumes (laughs) with Criswell's comb over. (laughs) Uh, That's, that's all this was. It was not, there was, there was nothing. I love camp. I love Ed Wood. I love the weirdness. I love the goofiness. I love, you know, outsider art. I'm a fan, but this, this did not ring my bell.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, no, it, it it definitely in no way, shape or form rang my bell. Um. It, it didn't. It didn't give me the same. I mean, I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch Plan Nine from here to eternity and be thoroughly happy. But this did not do the same thing.
1: Wow! I would choose this over Plan Nine any day of the week.
0: Well, yeah, boobs.
1: Well, not just the boobs. It is. It is uh, Criswell, and it is the Wolfman in the Mummy.
0: But they're they're in it so
1: little. But when they're in it, it is so fucking funny that I I just like. My heart, like the Grinch, grows three sizes <laughs> during those seeds.
0: Yeah, it didn't it did not redeem it for me. It didn't, <laughs> it definitely did not redeem it for me. I I those were like by the time I got to those, I was like. Phew. It just it was just so fucking boring.
1: Oh man, I get it. I get it. I can't yeah, I can't I like argue that fact because it is incredibly boring if you're looking for a plot or if you're looking for anything remotely sexy, if you're looking for perhaps one of the shittiest movies you've ever seen in your entire life, this is it.
0: This is it with boobs,
1: with lots of boobs. I mean, there's some beautiful women in this movie.
0: Oh, beautiful women who really should only ever wear g strings. (laughs) Really? I mean, they, that's, they should just walk around in those and be perfectly happy and proud of themselves and just let people admire them because they look amazing. I mean, these dancers were gorgeous. Their bodies were beautiful. And that's what I'm saying. It's like since showgirls, I don't think I've ever been so bored with looking at so many beautiful bodies. Yep. There was nothing to it at all. And if that's what you're looking for like Derek said, if you're like if you like the old strip tease reels and that's what you want, that's what you're going to get because it's basically just a series of women in elaborate costumes. Dancing, taking off the costumes and bearing down to a G string and a beautiful body and beautiful breasts and all beautiful booties and all that kind of stuff. But that's what it was. I mean, even at one point you were like, that really should have lasted five minutes. And that was a sarcastic comment (laughs) because all these scenes, that's what it basically was, was just linking together scenes of women dancing. Yep,
1: it's just a burlesque routine, an ongoing hour and a half burlesque routine.
0: A really poorly... I've I've seen better burlesque that's for oh, sure
1: yeah absolutely well yeah. most burlesque tries to choreograph its way with the music that is supposed to be entertaining in some way this mm. is so disconnected everything about this is so disconnected that the yeah. dancing comes off super awkward uh, the women look like they're high
0: well yeah and they're throwing elbows like they're high there's a lot of elbows in this. There's a like I said, there's a lot of chicken winging going on. It was not sexy dancing. It was not. It's like really, do you have to do that to your boobs? Your boobs are beautiful. Yet your arms are out here like making like you're like strutting around the barnyard. I, I know it's not working for me. It's just not. And their and their faces were just so. They looked like they were high. They did. oh absolutely
1: they, they, zombied out.
0: Yeah, they were just not paying attention, and they were just kind of like doing their chicken dance, and then getting their money and walking off stage.
1: There is one sequence where the, – the my favorite sequence is the pussycat sequence, obviously.
0: Okay.
1: And it, this sequence, we have this woman come out in almost like a onesie that's supposed to be leopard print, black and white leopard yeah. print. And the boobs are cut out of the outfit, and the butt is cut out of the outfit. And there's a one of the the helpers, the guys in mm-hmm. the little dresses that were pinstriped. Their
0: little skirts. Yep. Yeah.
1: And he's whipping her all over, and she eventually gets naked and
0: strips down to her G string
1: and yeah. lays <laughs> lays down and just moves her leg up and down for three minutes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's flabbergasting.
0: Everything about this yeah. movie is
1: flabbergasting.
0: It's it's just it's just burlesque. It's just one strip tease act after another. So linked together by Criswell and his comb over and Dollar Tree Vampira, who finally at the end, and I guess there was supposed to be some sort of like, you know, the, the woman from the wreck, the redhead who was supposed to, I guess, be Dollar Tree Vampira's reward at the end. Was that right?
1: Yes. That's what she wanted.
0: And then Dollar Tree Vampira dances at the end. And, um,
1: as he's, she's about to sacrifice.
0: Yeah, and then they wake up, and there's paramedics around them, and, uh, oh, it's all been some sort of crazy dream that the redhead, you know, had in her concussion coma.
1: Having said all of this, Paula, let's get to the Jackalman action on, on I, Orgy of the Dead. What are you giving this?
0: <sighs> it's getting a half. <laughs> I was I was really bored with this, but... I love the style, uh, the stylized setting, and the women were were beautiful, if not bored. <laughs> so it gets a half for me. I wouldn't recommend this I, to anyone except somebody who is very specific, where I'd be like, yeah, you'll probably like this. It was very Ted V. Michaels, I live in a castle in the desert with a bunch of maidens kind of mentality. You know, <laughs> just women are there to serve men and to look pretty for them, and regardless of how bored and stoned they are to have to do it. It was just, it just wasn't, it wasn't an an interesting movie to me. So I'll give it a half for, like I said, for the stylization and for the the women who were so beautiful and who worked so hard, but I wouldn't recommend this movie. It was boring.
1: And this may be the furthest we'll ever be apart from each other. I'm giving, this is a five Jackalman movie all the way for me. (laughs) This movie is so fucking downright hilarious to me. It is stupid in every way. It is cockamamie in every way. It is cheap in every fucking way. But it has all the elements of goofiness that I love in shitty schmaltzy cinema. It has a dime store werewolf. It has a dime store mummy that sounds like he's talking through a tin can projected through a blow horn every time he talks. Uh, Criswell looks like he's about to fall over drunk every second he's on screen. Um, if Which you, he is. yeah, well, of course he is. If you love shitty Edward cinema, there's so much within this to grab onto. Now, having said that, if you're watching this alone for the first time, yeah, this is gonna be one hell of a boring fucking movie.
0: But <laughs> if it's, you watch it with your friends, kind of like Rocky Horror, you'll have a good time. It is
1: absolutely. I yeah, had of a great those. time
0: in the in the chat room talking about this. It it's. Was fun. it's
1: yeah, it's totally one of those what the fuck experiences where if you have the right kind of people with a good sense of humor and they go into it realizing, you know what, if you like something where video like loops of women, you know, just dancing.
0: Betty Page, Tempest yeah, Storm, all that, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's all this is. Only
1: if these people didn't know how to actually shoot anything.
0: Yeah. Or actually do
1: anything correctly no. with – with the music, which over time I I love this shit. It's schmaltzy beatnik shit.
0: I can never resist vibraphone. Okay, gets a one for the vibraphone. Oh, it's it's wonderful. So it's terrible. It, it's so wonderful.
1: <laughs> this is one of my favorite shitty movies of all time. I've watched never it
0: again. Never at again. Least,
1: <laughs> I watch it at least once every other year. It wow. it pops on. It is so fucking enjoyable to me.
0: Wow. So I'm, I'm glad you get you gain pleasure from
1: it. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, there's nothing sexy about this. There's yeah. no if you're looking for a sexy movie, <laughs> you're gonna be
0: sorely
1: disappointed. Okay, honestly, with if you're movie.
0: looking for a sexy movie, don't come to this podcast. Despite it being about <laughs> smut. I don't think we've watched a sexy one yet.
1: <laughs> Felicity.
0: Okay, Felicity.
1: Images right. in a convent.
0: Oh, there was some good stuff in that, yeah.
1: School of the Holy Beast.
0: Not sexy, but fun. Oh, there's a, there, there was nothing sexy in that. God, dude, it's been so long. I've slept since then. I don't. Remember. <laughs> I've slept once or twice <laughs> since then. Once or twice since then. I just remember <laughs> loving the movie. Yeah, <laughs> It was so, beautiful.
1: So anyways, uh, my, my final words on it is if you love shitty movies, you got to give this a try. If you don't have the patience for that kind of stuff. Yes. Avoid at all fucking costs. But for me, this is five. The five is the five Jacqueline movie. It's a, it's a D five. It's a D five. A D, A level D five.
0: Jacqueline. It's a P one and a D five. <laughs> so I give it. I give it the one for vibraphones and titties. So. There you go. <laughs>
1: That's fair. That's fair. It is Paula.
0: fair. I think it's totally fair. <laughs> See,
1: I, I will never get down on somebody that thinks that this is the most boring thing they've ever seen because it's justified. It's yeah, totally it justified. Yeah. So we don't have a book club at Orgy Castle oh, no. tonight no. on the episode. So this is it for the show. So right now, Paula, we have discussed off air. Um, we're going to go on hiatus for a while. Yeah. There's some stuff happening in my life and I want to take a break uh, from some podcasting. So we're going to go radio silent for a little while. And uh, if you want uh, to keep up when we're going to return, why don't you go over to the Facebook group of podcast at orgy castle and uh, go subscribe on there or hit the like or whatever you do on the Facebook gimmick. And uh, we'll let you know as soon as we come back. But for the time being, Go back and re-listen all the episodes and uh, enjoy. It's fun. Have at it. So, so Paula, just in case this may be a super long hiatus, um, I just wanted to say thank you for doing this podcast with me. It was fun. Is there any parting words you would like to say to the listeners?
0: Hang on, I wrote something down. This needed to be important, so I had to take notes.
1: Okay. Okay. So, Paula. Can you say this in the voice of Criswell?
0: No. (laughs) In the words of Dollar Tree Vampira, I would have time for my own pleasures. Big Shim out. Satan is the name she goes by.
1: and